and welcome to a star by Star Trek. Oh, very confused. What? What is this show? I've, I've suddenly gotten very old. Jake, you seem to have aged 20 years in the last day. Oh. Have you seen any comics lately? Oh, my ass is in pain. <laughs> That's not unusual, though. Oh. Did your face hurt? Oh. It's killing me. Oh. <laughs> Hey, oh, hey, oh, 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 you scared me. I'm young again. Um, <laughs> Such a uh, yeah, so resolution. welcome to A Star to Steer Her By, the Star Trek podcast featuring me, Jake, and... Chris. Me, Ames. Me, Tarzan. <laughs> you, Jane. <laughs> you, Jane. Me, Parrot. I'm Caitlin. <laughs> this is uh, really good. <laughs> We're off to a great start. This is episode what, like 22? 22. Wow. I'm going to woo all the numbers. Please. Today we'll be talking about two episodes, The Deadly Years, in which our fearless crew, with the exception of Chekhov, that pussy, um, (laughs) while doing a routine checkup on a scientific expedition, they find that the researchers have aged Many years over the course of days. They're so like the 29-year-olds look like they're in their 70s. 700s. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's weird. Uh, anyway, we go back to the ship. They die because they're so friggin' old all of a sudden. And then it turns out that... Um, it's that, contagious. Yeah, that the, uh, the landing party, with the exception of Chekhov, are all also afflicted by this uh, rapid aging thing. So that happens. They're uh, supposed to be transporting the uh, this Commodore dude to uh, Starbase 10, was it? It's written on the Starbase 10. 10. Starbase 10. A Commodore and, conveniently yeah, enough, Starbase an endocrinologist. Oh, yeah, there it is. So they're going to Starbase 10, but Kirk's like, Well, I can't go until we solve the problem. <laughs> and um, Commodore uh, convenes a very long and boring trial for Kirk. To decide whether or not he's fit for command because he keeps forgetting orders and shit that he's given. And then it turned out that Finney had falsified the videos. <laughs> yep. What was his name? Finney? Is yeah, that right? Finney. Nailed it. Fucking <laughs> Finney. Finney all along. Anyway, uh, they relieve Kirk of command. They run into the Romulans. This shit gets fucked. Then uh, they figure out that the reason Chekhov wasn't affected is because he's a pussy. He got scared and adrenaline. And uh, so they inject Kirk with some adrenaline concoction. Freak him out. He turns young again. And he... Pulls out- the Corbomite maneuver. He, pull- he, he, he whips out the, the, that old chestnut, the Corbomite maneuver. I loved it. It was uh, great. It was a good callback. To, uh, to get rid of the... Uh, to escape the, the Romulans. So that's the deadly years. Um, Wait, but you left out Dr. Hot Pants, whose boner for Kirk grew exponentially the older looking he got. That's true. <laughs> we'll, we'll discuss that in the yeah, episode. Yeah, that's yes. a good point. Yeah, there is a lady friend. Six yeah. years, four months, and an odd number of days. That bitch. Uh, what, what the fuck? All right, we'll get there. I'm sorry. Okay, uh, the second episode <laughs> we'll be discussing today is Obsession, Ooh. in which... Kirk's judgment is impaired and he almost gets relieved of... Oh, wait, no, that's the last episode. Oh, wait, no, that happened in both episodes! Holy shit, Kirk! Uh, What's your excuse this time, Kirk? You're not rapidly aging due to space magic. Well, this time, they are down on the planet... uh, What is this? uh, uh, Argus... 
10? Or Spaceulon 9. Spaceulon 9. Um, they're down there. They're looking for uh, tritanium deposits. Unobtainium? Unobtainium, something like that. They find some, and then Kirk gets a whiff of something, and it is not the remnants of the chili they served in the mess the night before. <laughs> it, in fact, is an odor he has not smelled in 12 years or 11 years, 11 years, 11 years from when he was a lowly lieutenant aboard the Farragut. USS Farragut. Farragut, and they were attacked by a gaseous semen cloud <laughs> that uh, that smells gross and... Uh, no, it smells nice. It smells yeah, like honey. Yeah, it smells like no, honey. it smells like, like rotting honey, though, right? Mm. Rotting honey? I thought honey they baby. said there was like drowning in honey mm. or something. I don't know. I don't know. Well, way to die. Yeah. Good for Pooh Bear, but not for mm. Enterprise. It sucks the blood out of you and kills you. Leslie gets killed. He Leslie. will be back, though. Well, you know, that happens from time to time. <laughs> Wait, really? Yeah. <laughs> Temporarily dead. Temporarily dead. Like Scott that time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they just need Nomad. Yes, because they kept Nomad on board for just in case. So it just so happens that uh, the the son of the captain of the Farragut is now like the security chief on the Enterprise for this episode. And uh, Kirk has this single-minded obsession. <gasps> yeah, you said the title. We have to drink. And meanwhile, there are uh, people dying on uh, a colony. They were supposed to bring some much-needed drugs to the colony. So Kirk is hanging back. He's chasing after the gas. And yeah, it, uh, it, it all turns out okay in the end, I guess. I mean, I don't know how many people died on that colony. Yeah, no, I, millions. Yeah, I'm sure. it sounds like it was devastating. But Kirk did uh, destroy his white whale by blowing it up. Yeah, the, the, the Moby Dick metaphor kind of falls apart when Captain Ahab gets to live and win and be happy. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Mm. you can't just throw an antimatter bomb device at a whale. And destroy mm. half a planet's atmosphere. I know. Yeah, we'll, get, we'll get to that. Yeah. We'll get to it was it. a yeah. shitty planet, though. I mean, the only thing that was there was Tritanium. It was a shitty planet. But yeah, so I mean, that's more or less obsession. More yeah. or less. We'll get to We'll talk more about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there is that interesting through line in both episodes of Kirk not going someplace where he's supposed to go and then having people question his ability to command. Yeah. 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 But again, at least, you know, the first time he had an excuse. That's true. Second time he was just being an asshole. Mm. Sort of begs the question why there aren't more episodes about Kirk's competency being questioned. Yeah, really. (laughs) Normally everyone just goes along with whatever he says. Oh, yeah, yeah, we'll head to the whore planet for no reason at all. (laughs) Whore planet. So my, my notes on deadly years about three quarters of the way down there's a note that says bored now oh no <laughs> and frankly i'm surprised it took that long to get bored but god yeah, what the... part were you bored by just the all of it all of it, all of it. it, it, it just... got it got very repetitive I'm, i i i noticed that how many like we get it kirk's memory is going <laughs> you've shown us very good episode you showed didn't tell but for fuck's sake Fuck's sake. Say, yeah. <laughs> For fuck's sake, <laughs> stop <laughs> showing. Delicious. Very tender. Like, this, this, the problem is this was, this was a half hour to 40 minutes worth of story episode that they had to stretch into 50, here's, 55. Here's the hilarious part. They had to cut scenes because it was going too long because all the talking much slower because you're old and walking around much slower because you're old took up so much time That's that they amazing. had to, they cut a whole scene that was supposed to be Kirk going back when he was get, becoming young again and it would have been, you know, him progressively getting younger while walking down the hallway and they had to cut that because there wouldn't have been time. That would 
have been more interesting than a lot of the shit they left in. Yeah. <laughs> then, like, the sixth example of him losing his memory. Oh, and God. then going back over each of those incidents in, in the, the trial. Corner. Like, isn't Ugh. it true that he signed a report and didn't remember? Well, he had a lot on his mind. Answer the question. Uh, yeah, I guess he didn't sign. Uh, he did sign it and he forgot. All right, great. Sulu, didn't he give you the same order twice? Yes. I just feel like uh, yeah, no, it so was, much. It's funny. This will not be the first time that a reverse aging sequence will get cut from Star Trek either. Really? The first, it won't be the first time or the last time? Well, last time. Even better. Yes, <laughs> that makes sense as an expression. Well, you just, it is a reverse aging process, so maybe... Good point. Good point. Oh, yeah. But yeah, when we, when we get Lucky there, time stuff. they considered having a uh, reverse aging sequence of the, the baddie in uh, Insurrection that was ultimately cut partly, I think, because it didn't work and, like, technically and partly because they decided they needed a more exciting ending which translated to explosions. Mm. Mm. Still true to this day. Face stretching. (coughs) I mean, it's also also so much fucking makeup and so much of it I thought was terrible. Yeah, a lot of it was not good. Yeah, all the the aged up makeup. Kirk's fucking hair was driving me crazy. That was actually just his hair. (laughs) I I understand having a gray streak, but having, like, this, this shiny silver, like, glowing streak in, like, shiny blonde hair was like... Yeah, he, went, so, he got a lot blonder. Does yeah. that happen? Do people get blonder? Yeah. Or do they just I think it's gray? lighter, I think you but... Can, yeah. Yeah. So, no, but his was, like, golder. His was very shiny. that bugged me about everyone's hair turning gray is that unless there was a cut scene about the fact their hair was also growing faster, <laughs> that's not how hair growing gray works. That's a good point. Like, it grows mm. out. The gray replaces dark hair. Like, And again, if, yeah. if that had like been the, the case, like, their hair out. was just growing faster <laughs> as part of the aging process. Then, then their hair would have been, like, down to their, down to their asses. By right, the they would have been getting haircuts constantly. Or even if we assume maybe that was happening, then young Dup Kirk should have looked young otherwise, but still had gray hair because his regular hair wouldn't have grown back in. Well, he, like, got, he stopped for a dye job on his way up to the bridge. Yeah, it is yes. Kirk. That sounds right. He um, changed his shirt a couple of times. Oh, that's, that's pretty picky. This is this is nitpickery of a... Well, that, of, of all of, like, the actual... So, I mean, I found this story very, very boring, but otherwise it all sort of, well, I was going to say made sense, but, you know, I, I don't know. It just, it was something that, for whatever reason, that stood out to me. I thought that the acting in this episode was actually really good. There were like, a lot I of felt guys, like everybody, yeah. well, except, except Chekhov. Fucking Chekhov. <laughs> Was it? Oh, another skin sample checkoff. Another blood sample checkoff. It's like, um, asshole, everybody around you is, like, raging, uh, raging? Aging rapidly and probably gonna die, and you're bitching because you had to, like, trim a couple of toenails? Mm -hmm. Give me a fucking break, you whiny prick. Look, they probably kept making him do the wall stairs. I love the wall stairs. Watching wall stairs makes me tired. If Mm. I had to do it, like, 15 times in one day, I'd resign from the fleet and have myself shot out or whatever pod Finny is in. Mm. <laughs> With Finny. Yeah. Yeah. There was that one lady who died who was yeah, like... Yeah, what's her name? Well, why'd you put a mirror here, Sonny? Oh, Arlene ah. Galloway, who aged faster than anybody because she had a faster metabolism. It was because of her metabolism. That yeah, made supposedly. no fucking sense And if sense they're being me. affected by radiation, wouldn't the faster metabolism metabolize the radiation? I, is that, how, is that how radiation works? I don't, know. I don't yeah, think they I knew how radiation works. Well, right, works. this is, this is. I mean, this is back in the 1960s when Marvel was in its earliest heyday and all of their superheroes were radioactive powered. I mean, yeah. radiation was magic in the 1960s, yeah. not a cancer 
Machine. And, and attached to comets and stuff, which is, yeah. I don't know did if that's anybody, even a thing. Did anybody remember the movie Night of the Comet? No. You ever no. Seen it? Oh, this is great 80s. I mean, it's not great. It's an 80s, like, <laughs> 80s sci-fi kid drama type thing. Okay. And the premise is there's a comet that's going to pass, basically do what the comet in this episode did. Oh. Uh, you're going to pass right past Earth, and everyone's really excited because you're going to get to see it with the naked eyes. Everyone's partying. There's a big global party. There's a comet coming. Yeah! Yeah! And it turns out that whatever the comet did turned everybody into dust. Oh, and like, God. And, like, the only people that survived was, like, this gang of, like, ten kids who <laughs> happened to be, like, making out in a movie theater that was lead-lined or some nonsense. I don't know. Hot. Um, Good old 1940s paint. But then it turns out it was like a government conspiracy. It was like Illuminati or something, and the government knew that the... Con- I don't know. Anyway, this episode made me think of it because it was yet another comet kills an entire planet. Some movies. kind of Lord of the Flies science fiction... Yeah, well, I mean, most of it's like that that eighties thing, that trope where it's like kids rule the world. We're gonna go. We're gonna all drive fucking Lamborghinis. Fucking Mary. Fuck you, Mary. There was apparently a uh, seventies movie called "I Shit You Not Gas." Like the official title of a shit. The title was "I Shit You Not Gas." No. Basically. And the premise of that's that... A, that's this movie where everybody thinks that somebody shit themselves, and they're like, I did not shit, it was gas! <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but anyway, it was about it was a 70s movie about this gas cloud that like killed everyone over the age of 20 or something. So it was about hippies ruling the world or oh. something. Anyway, we've gotten very slightly off course, but... Uh, the Oh, the, the endocrinologist with the, uh, with the senior fetish. Janet Wallace. It's It's been a long time. How long has it been? Six years, four months, and an odd number of days. Kirk picks the same fucking woman, apparently. Crazy, obsessed blonde chicks. Like. I'm surprised his ex... I'm surprised his ex... Two hours, five minutes, and 14 seconds. Mm. We're lucky his ex and Ratha Khan didn't have it down to the the minute. Of course, hers would have been like 20-odd years, but he's like, okay, okay, wait, I'm old, I get it. Well, (laughs) let's see, our son is 20, you left exactly two minutes after conception, you prick. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like Kirk. Yeah. Yeah, she was interesting. I feel like... So, when we were watching her act, I felt like Anthony Hopkins might have taken some of his cues for Hannibal Lecter from her. And, like, I don't actually think that he did, right? Because I'm sure that he didn't. Mm -hmm. But I just felt like some of the way she delivered stuff, she was like, We were all alone on a planet. He was very wise and very smart. We loved each other very much. It just felt very... And then I ate his liver with some fava beans and a candy. <laughs> when I was listening to her, that's all I could think of was Hannibal Lecter. I was like, this is fuck... And, well, plus the creepy stalker-like obsession with how long it had been since the last time she got to covertly sniff his hair while he wasn't looking. <laughs> was like, I was just like, ooh, you're a little... It wasn't, it wasn't meant to be, though, because he wasn't, you know, 20 years older at the time. And then he was, and, and she then he was, was like, and she was like, oh, oh, yeah. I did love the line. There was a line that Kirk says to her, what, you, what are you offering me, love or a going a away going present? Going away present. I, I made a note about the same thing, because oh. it was kind of oh, creepy. Yeah, yeah, that's a, no, that's a, I mean, oh, either way, sad, who James. gives a shit? <laughs> I mean, if you've only, either you're going to get out of this, and you'll at least have had sex, or you're going to die, and at least you've had sex. But like, here, why would you not just thing. have sex? Like, was Kirk affected by other 
aspects of aging because oh, yeah. that might not oh, no. maybe he couldn't get the ding dong up they, what, they, what, a, what a disaster for you Kirk know in that case. ding dong the dick is dead by then. Mm. I mean just ignoring the fact that we know that you know Viagra exists like that's true in the 60s I'm sure it was already the dream was to one day solve ED well let me strap on my ED harness just I imagine just feel, what that is. Is it, does. Is it I mean, a sex swing? What is that? <laughs> well, I mean, like you know, Doc was able to grow someone a new kidney with a simple pill. If you can, if you if you've got organ replication down to a single tablet, mm. probably you've got some kind of tincture, tincture or hypo for limp dick. Mm. Actually, just the right amount of uh, just the tip. Cordrazone, or the hell it's called there. Cordrazine, I think. Cordrazine. Oh, which yeah. we see next episode. Yes, yeah. that's why I thought of it, because Caitlin noticed it. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I said that, too, when we were watching uh, Obsession. I was like, okay, Corbamite, Cordrazine, are they just going down, like, an alphabetical <laughs> list of things that they hit in the first season? Like, oh, yeah, we got to get that again. Perfect. Like, what's next, you know? Mm. Well, they hit the Theromulans and Corbamite in one blow there, so. Pretty sure that was just footage from... The first Romulan episode, too. I at see, least in hours. Yeah, well, they 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 had they were being attacked by like a dozen yeah, Romulan see, ships. It, they said as much in hours, but we just kept seeing the same clip over and over. <laughs> what, what the hell is that episode called? Balance of Terror. Thank you. I I would like. I didn't actually go back and check, but like, I'm pretty sure that's just stock footage from Balance of Terror. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. How, by the way, that that bothered me no end. How did that man wind up a Commodore if he'd never commanded a starship? Commodore Stalker? Yeah, like, I thought the idea was you were a captain for a while before you were a Commodore. Yeah, maybe there's, you know, I'm sure there's people in the military who are, like, desk jockeys, you know. Mm, and they, I don't know, he was a wet blanket, I think. He was kind of a wet blanket. <laughs> like, seriously, even if even if you've never taken command of a starship before, and you're used to commanding a star base, when there's some kind of a problem, you don't fucking freeze and surrender immediately. Mm. You don't immediately say, let's go right through this really contentious part of space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That we have a century-old treaty about. See, but this is why the Prime Directive is like, you know, they're able to choose when they want to buy into that or not, because the fucking Commodore is like, fuck this neutral zone. It's like, uh, <laughs> sir? I, well, well, I guess I'll give the guy this. He's a high-ranking type person who isn't sort of a dickhead bureaucrat. He's just an idiot bureaucrat. Mm. Yeah, he did seem to be, like, kind of inept. Yeah, no, I, I was gonna say not an asshole. Well, he sh- certainly shouldn't have been commanding a starship. No, God no. I mean, he even he even sort of seemed to do his best, unlike so many other people, to not take over for a while. <laughs> he wanted Spock to do it. Yeah, and when Spock had Spock being being reasonable about everything, you know, says like, even though I'm not displaying as many symptoms of the aging thing as everyone else is, I still am not suitable for command. I mean, Chekhov would have been a better choice than this guy. Where's fucking DeSalle? Is he still around? Get yeah, him. He, was, he, he liked to help out from time to time. Just anybody. Fucking Lieutenant Leslie. Well, he's dead. No, no, no that's the next, next episode. episode. <laughs> he's still alive. Oh, uh, God. Speaking of not dead, but when when Scotty comes into sick bay and they pan <laughs> over to his sad face, I was just like... <laughs> I was oh, so upset. like Because oh. I felt like, you know, Doc like got older and more Southern and more ornery. But I you never that he really... He so did. But you never felt like he was, like, not okay, because he, of everyone, first of all, I think is, like, the oldest person on board anyway, but, like, he seems to be, like, soldiering through and, like, trying to do stuff and, like, keep keep on keeping on, but Scotty just comes up and looks like someone just really... Pissed in his whiskey. Mm. 
pisky. <laughs> Maybe he's just got a higher metabolism because that's the fucking stupidest. Yeah. Well, he has to metabolize that alcoholity. It's true. But the, so does Doc, so that doesn't make the, any the sense. The funny part is, having seen interviews with DeForest Kelly, you know, from, from like the 90s, that's just what actually happened with him. His accent got thicker as he got older. Hmm. Huh. Like, if you see him in interviews from like the 90s, he's a bit more drawly. Hmm. So they got that part right. That's yeah. cute. So they have this endocrinologist lady on board who wants conveniently yeah but it's not but it's convenient but it's not because she doesn't really do anything no that's true she doesn't do any science she helps like Spock mix two liquids together I thought during the during the chemistry montage Chapel could have done any of this why did we have to have this lady well it's kind of like when they had that expert psychiatrist for the Daner for the no not her too but well she actually like did things, but the one where they go down to the planet with the jello mold that drives you crazy. Mm. All right. And like she was this expert psychiatrist, but she just went there and went like, "No, this place seems fine." <laughs> like she was just there to be pretty and for Kirk to hit on, and that's what it is again. So it, she didn't have to be an endocrinologist. She could have been fucking anybody. And again, to one day inspire uh, Sir Anthony Hopkins yes. in one of his greatest roles. <laughs> Another sort of common theme I feel like with these episodes. Starting with moving the next one is apparently it's really easy to keep running into aspects of your past in the vastness of space. Because here's Kirk coming across an old ex yet again, mm-hmm. and in the next one he comes across an old enemy, mm-hmm. a cloud. We're, we'll get to that. Yeah. I, I have I have feelings on that cloud. Yeah, but oh, like, me too. What? Actually, I almost just jumped off with that. I was like, no. But yeah, what, what what are the what are the chances of just continually just keep running? Space is big. In a TV show, Chris. I know. <laughs> It's television. All right, so so everyone everyone ages terribly, and their faces turn to paper mache, which apparently is the scariest fucking thing to check off, and causes his adrenaline to whatever. So the way to not get affected by this fucking radioactive comet thing is the same way to cure the hiccups. Yeah, why did Spock just sneak up behind them with like a balloon and pop it or something? Ooh, because in their in their condition, it might have caused heart failure. <laughs> That's, That's a good point. Or at least a broken hip or something. Mm. I believe my uh, my third to last note on this episode is is in regards this is to the you woke solution. Back up? I, I I never <laughs> fell asleep, but God, I was yeah, bored. No, that's me. Ames. Oh, no. I'm the one that falls asleep. Uh, the the note is just fuck me. This is a stupid resolution. It's worse than like like when in I forget the name of the episode when they're naming ele- naming things that the oh god the what sun, does the sun have what does the sun have well I guess it's warm and whatever else and it's like oh well what happens when you're scared oh adrenaline it's like guys guys I, I get the the brainstorm table but Jesus Christ it's you like, sound like children it's like the solving the riddle scene in Batman Forever yeah yeah <laughs> mystery. What's another name for a mystery? Enigma. Mr. E. Nigma. I like <laughs> Edward Nigma. <laughs> I like you're combing your, your mind. Stroking my beard, beard. yeah. It's like. <laughs> I fucking love that. That's like, to this day, is like one of the best things. The best he is the world's greatest ever. detective, so. <laughs> then why does he have to ask. Oh, he's the world's greatest detective, but apparently he doesn't own a fucking thesaurus, so he has to ask Alfred for fucking Look, synonyms. Batman <laughs> is the world's greatest detective. Alfred is the world's best grandpa at riddles. Mm. Mm. And greatest lover, probably. I'd buy it. Mm. Oh, may Michael Goff rest in peace. 
I will say, because I actually I did include this in my notes. Well, while I was bored, I wasn't as angrily bored <laughs> as like the apple, the apple made me. The right. apple's still worse. Like the apple was boring, but something about it insulted me. <laughs> With this one, I was just bored. Well, that's because the apple thought you were an idiot, and that's it was true. fucking your mother. So yeah. just, that's I just, why. I just couldn't believe how long. Oh god, your mother's gonna listen to this. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah. so no, that that definitely. What did felt you say, like Jacob said? The stupid tribunal. Yeah, the tribunal. It just yeah. went on and on. Like, and it was all stuff that we'd seen five minutes before. Yeah, no, it yeah. was really like yeah. That's what gave it this feeling of the episode had fallen short of time, which is why it's so that. bizarre. <laughs> To think that it actually ran long, like is they, there's nothing else they could have thought to have done. I don't know. They they I mean if they'd made fucking what was her freaking name again, Janet Wallace, with Kirk's old fling. Uh, if, she, if they made her more important somehow, yeah. maybe actually like had m- like way more of a romantic tension. Maybe we could have seen some really uncomfortable like geriatric foreplay. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they could have told us what that tinfoil who's it on uh, McCoy's desk was. Yeah, the tinfoil dildo. Like, like what the fuck was that? I thought it was a bong. Like, what's going on? Oh, God, that thing. Yeah, what that was, was that thing? It was a science tube. It was just there. It was clearly tinfoil on a stick. It, it was, was amazing. It was doing science. <laughs> <laughs> oh. question, Doc. No, that's how you make adrenaline out of tinfoil. Yeah. This is why you don't cut funding for the sciences. <laughs> <laughs> Poignant. Yes. Um, so much is poignant these days. So, yeah, I mean, there's really not all that much to this I episode. Mean, Once the, you cut out, like, all of the... Oh, Kirk's for... Kirk can't... I'll say, orders. like, the, the portrayals of, like, you know, mild cases of dementia was very interesting to me. Yeah, like, they just... Like, it was... it was like, like, the fact that he gets so annoyed with it. Like, oh, the, yeah, he the, gets yeah, yeah, the irritability is, like... There, it's like, Sp- yeah, that's Spock, you that's son a of forgetful a bitch. old person. Yeah, <laughs> Spock, you bastard, trying to steal my, steal my, uh, my position. Maybe your that kids is- are stealing my newspaper. Is what it is. Oh, Maybe God. that's why McCoy has so little patience for Spock. Is because he's just enough older. Like, <laughs> if if getting older made Spock really annoying to Kirk, maybe that's got something to do with it. I did like the Corbin Corbinite. Corbamite? Corbamite. Thank you. The Corbamite maneuver callback, though. Yeah, I get it. Because I was kind of waiting. It's like, okay, so he's obviously purposely using the channel they've... Right. But, dec- sir, not code two. Yeah. The one they've gotten <laughs> so he can do a ruse. And I'm like, is this going to be a cheap knockoff of the Corbamite maneuver? So the fact that he just actually used Corbamite again, I was like, but you're, you win But you round. actually said, is he just Corbamiting again or something? <laughs> like, that's what you actually said. Well, right, but I thought I thought it was going to be without admitting it. The fact that they admitted it, I was like, all right, you win. Mm. You win this round. Yeah, I thought it was nice. Like, yeah, there were moments, and I think that's part of what made it better than the Apple, was there were, like, there were some really good acting moments, there were some good ideas. Everything made it better than Not the great Apple. makeup. No. No. But it was the, you know. Oh, that's true. The makeup in the Apple was great. That was the, No. Some of the Apple was the one with the, with the like clay the clay toned skin. Yeah, I liked that. They had the really people. wild. Yeah. yeah, I liked that. They had the really wild eyeshadow. Okay, go on. The makeup. But yeah, the old good. age makeup in this wasn't great. Uh, but I, I feel like old age makeup is a thing that really didn't get nailed until like the last 
15 years anyway. Yeah, I was kind of really surprised when, when, when Chekhov goes and finds the dead body and it's just a fucking paper mache sculpture. Well, especially because like, wait, like, was it actually just paper mache? It wasn't, if it, there wasn't people under there? If, the, if, the, if that was a person, I'll eat my hat and I have a lot <laughs> of great hats. What I don't get, yeah, pick the least great one. I mean, wouldn't want what you I don't get too is since it was already someone who was dead and we hadn't seen younger, why Could not just get cast an, old an actual person. old person like the other two old people? Yeah. Like, also, what what what's the lighting system like? You walk into a room, but the lights aren't designed to come on until you've nearly smashed into the table with the dead why guy aren't on it. Fucking like, why isn't a flashlight part of the standard <laughs> issue for going on an away mission? And it never does become standard issue. I mean, there's sometimes when they know they're going into a dark environment on TNG, they'll bring those little like those really inefficient ones. Yeah, that the ones they take have to hold like a baseball. Yeah. yeah, that's fucking stupid. Um, but yeah, the future. It just seems to be like like. That would be a thing yeah, to, to bring a flashlight. Like everyone has a flashlight. Maybe it's even like a head-mounted thing because yeah, you never or know. Or just built into the fucking badge. There you go. Perfect. Glow but, pants. The whole yeah. their pants just glow. Yeah. But also, this is the fact that he goes in this room that even though there's no door, like, there's a wide open doorway. It's the middle of the day, but no light is getting in. Mm. Yeah, like it's pitch black. Then he go. Walter does his great. I'm trying to feel around for a light switch acting. Mm. And then like the lights were like hanging. Tube socks. Yeah, or something. What the, oh, I about this. that planet made sense. Yeah. Although, I, one of the best moments, though, is when the two old people walked in. Caitlin, you just went right away. Mark Twain, what are you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> they did. Also, I like that Robert Johnson, or whatever his name that was, was his name. all American guy, had this vaguely Eastern European accent. Yeah. Mm. It's like, oh. Why not give him a name that goes with that accent, fellas? I actually want to give Walter... Because I, I, I give Walter Koenig a lot of shit. And in fact, have started saying, don't hurt yourself, Walter, to other actors oh, who are no. acting badly. Regardless so, of their name is Walter. Yeah, no, regardless that it's not Walter Koenig at, the, <laughs> at that time. I actually thought, though, I, though his initial reaction of horror... I was not hugely impressed by. His little peel out, out of the room, where like the big, nice dust cloud mm. kick up, I was like, all right. Gifted. 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 I, I was I was pleased with the dust cloud kick up. I that's a, that's another theme from this week's job. episodes. Chekhov uh, is... Starfleet officers don't respond well to the unexpected, which you'd think would be one of the top requirements for Starfleet. You, yeah, you'd think Chekhov sees dead bodies every fucking day whenever a red shirt walks by him. Yeah, they just, I mean, I just can't imagine, they must just occasionally... I see dead people. Oh no, it's a paper mache mask. Now I'm terrified. Uh, oh, poor Chekhov. Well, yeah, but it was, I mean, it was a startling thing, I guess. I mean, it does, again, like, it did seem like the room was designed to creep him out, because the lights didn't mm. turn on until he was right next to the corpse, mm. which I suppose... Cheap haunted house tactics. Yeah, pretty much. Mm. You you see, it was Alvin's greatest wish that his corpse should scare the fuck out. I'm trying to do that guy's accent, but it's all over the place like his was. But yeah, that was Alvin, if you missed that by the way. Yeah, I, I didn't pay respects to Alvin. Yeah, no, Alvin made Chekhov shit himself. That's really, it wasn't adrenaline. It's, it's <laughs> that... Mm. The smell of his own gas kept the radiation from affecting him. That was funnier in my head, I apologize. Speaking of smelling gas... Oh, are we moving on to a session? Well, I don't know. If you're ready. I'm ready. If you're ready, that's a great segue. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of smelling gas, do you smell something? (laughs) What's that smell? Well, luckily this is a podcast, so they can't smell this. Do you smell what the Spock is cooking? Hey! (laughs) Like that guy from the thing. Dwayne Johnson. Yeah, no, I was right there with you. He's got the eyebrow. The people's eyebrow and the people's elbow. They can't do the eyebrow. Wasn't he a Voyager once? What? 
Was the Rock, Rock on Voyager? Voyager? <gasps> I think he may have been. That sounds very oh, familiar. Man. I'm going to like Voyager. I'm sure one of our it's listeners it. will comment if that's not true. I feel like there was, I was reading when I was, because there was a period where, like, UPN had gotten the rights to, like, one of the WWF shows or something, so they Smackdown kind of... Smackdown was on. They shoehorned a couple of wrestlers into cameos on Voyager, and I feel like The Rock was one of them. Maybe. Hmm. UPN uh, was Smackdown. Okay. Thursday Night Smackdown. Smackdown. One word, with an exclamation point, I think. So I think with Obsession, the thing I quite enjoyed was uh, their, their opening, and they found this vein of some fucking rare MacGuffin mineral. Tritarium. Sure. It's and, 20 times harder than diamonds, Which Chris. Kurt proved by smacking a normal-looking rock into it. And then picking it up with his plastic tong. <laughs> <laughs> what, what is this, like ice from the Arctic? <laughs> yeah. You can't touch that stuff, man. You can't touch your Well, fingers. it's because, like, flashlights aren't standard equipment, neither are protective gloves. There's really a lot wrong with the standard landing party kit when yeah, you think about it. it really, it's, it's not great. No, it's not. They do plastic tongs, though, evidently. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Isn't the only standard landing party kit three disposable red shirts? <laughs> yes. Yep. Maybe a tricorder. Is, is Leslie that disposable? Poor Leslie. I mean, apparently. But he's back eventually. Yeah. Well, so. it would it would have been one thing if like they just had the act, the actor that plays Leslie playing unnamed red shirt who gets sure. killed. But they, they called they him, named out him Leslie. Leslie. So we know that it actually was Leslie. There's only one way to fix this in canon. <laughs> Twin brothers. I was going to say the same mm. thing, yep. And or just a room full of Leslie clones and vats at various stages of development. Oh, yeah, I'll back, back when they were brothers. on Ooh. when they were on the iMud planet, they just had a bunch of Leslie's made. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was Leslie number 263. <laughs> well, that one was drained by a monster that eats blood, so that was actually the human Leslie. No! It's just the rope it's going forward. Oh, you know what's funny yeah. that I read was there was originally supposed to be a scene in which he gets saved with some kind of injection or something, but they cut that. Oh. So, he oh, so still that's died. why he still lived then, probably. There's probably like some... They cut a scene but forgot to tell any of the future But writers. they couldn't, so they drained all of his blood... And yet the guy who didn't have all of his blood drained died, but he didn't? They were able to save him? Well, you know, they only had one of those shots, and they weren't going to waste it on, you know, unnamed red shirt number 53. Well, oh, that was Rizzo. Yeah, you know Rizzo. <laughs> Good old Rizzo. He's always a hoot. Hey, yeah, that was Gonzo. One, one of the pink ladies. Oh, <laughs> see? <laughs> <laughs> totally different directions there. I like it, though. Yeah. Now I'm picturing Rizzo the Rat in a pink ladies jacket, smoking a cigarette and singing that song about there are worse things I could do. <laughs> With his accent. Oh, Rizzo, there are not worse things you could do. There would be that would be a better version of Greece. Oh my god, yeah. Greece with the Muppets. How yeah. have they not done that? I mean... Because the message of Greece is terrible. No, I well, know. Well, they could fix it when they make it a Muppet story. That's true. They would change the ending and be like, no, don't change for a man. Be who you are, you stupid cunt. There was so much of that. That's what fucking pissed Hermity. me off about... <laughs> be made of that's felt. What, that's what pissed me off a lot about uh, The Breakfast Club too. Where it was like, oh no, she's crazy. Look at her with her black clothes and her dandruff. Oh, we put her in a dress. Now she's going to date the star quarterback. Thank God we made that I will change. say, though, the, the film version of Grease is far more entertaining than the play version. Because, it's a play? Yeah, it was based on a, a musical play. Oh, come play. on now. You remember? You remember that it's a play? Oh, well, I knew it was a children's thing. I always thought that was adapted from the movie. No, no, it, it was a play first. Oh. Uh, but the movie does a much better job of remembering that there's a plot. Because, <laughs> like, with the 
with the play version, with, with, which I is mean, saying with, with something. With musicals, frankly. it's all it's all any excuse to get a fucking song number. True, but what's funny is like. Yeah, really. We don't even write words to this one. We go together like. Nice, good work. And I know, I, I know those are obviously not the lyrics. It's and close I, to fucking. And up. I do vaguely know the lyrics, but I just mean like. Go Grease Lightning, go Grease Lightning. Hey yo, the chicks will cream. They will. For Grease Lightning, they do. That's, oh that's what I call my line ever. The play version is definitely like, from what I recall of it, Zuko is that John Travolta's name. Danny Zuko, yeah. Danny oh. Zuko and... Kaneki. No. Sandra D. Sandra D. there. That's not Sandra actually her name, Day though, is Connor? it? Anywho, the two main Sandy. characters... Her name's Sandy. Sandy seem to show up, like, so... Like, there's songs, there's songs. Occasionally one sticks their head and goes, don't forget, I'm in love with this other person. Then they leave. And then at the end, it's like, I guess we're together now? So, like, the, the film version manages to keep their plot more in the forefront. And also, since it's a film, you can actually have, like, the car race instead of hearing about it later. Ooh. Because... Stages. Because yeah, because you can't do a car race on a stage unless yeah. unless you use, use like little RC cars. <gasps> That'd be great. That would be perfect. How did we wind up on Greece? Rizzo, Rizzo. Right. Yeah. Sorry, my Rizzo. fault. I apologize. No, it's fine. Rizzo there. Yeah, he sure, I, I, he sure did die. It, it didn't was he? funny that they. I was kind of because I I knew there was going to be a, a red shirt who was important to the episode, mm. but you thought it would be Leslie. Well, no, I, I thought it was going to be Rizzo because they bothered naming him. So I was kind of surprised when he dropped dead. And then all of a sudden, in strides Gorelick or whatever the fuck his name is. Gorelick. Garovic. Garovic, who had this, this you know, I, I my note from when he strode in was, Hi, I'm apparently important. Look how handsome my face is. He looked a little bit like Pike, I thought. Yeah, I, I didn't get that, too. What was so funny about Ensign Garovic to me was that whenever he was in public, he was like hyper con- competent, you know? Mm-hmm. Very stiff, very military, very... Uh, but the minute he was alone in his room and sad, he threw himself on his bed, his arm was over his eyes. He's throwing dead. things around. So emo. It's great. Chris was like, you know he's a Reaper main oh. from Overwatch, and I was like, yeah. And I was like, who do you think Sulu would be? And I said that I thought probably Genji because of the sword, but then I that- felt like... Am I only saying like I? I That's pretty it's racist. Very, I knew you were gonna say that. That's pretty but damn then, racist. But then I decided that Sulu then would also, if he was an X Men, he would be Hanzo. Oh no! If he was an X Men <laughs> character, he would be Nightcrawler because Nightcrawler is you know, Buckley. Although he also in that one episode has a fondness for old firearms, so he might oh, play McCree. McCree. Oh. Could be a McCree. That actually makes sense. I like that. And I he like, always knows what time it is, too. That's true. He's doing a countdown. It's high noon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to fucking write... An, I'm going to write this. I'm going to figure out who everybody means. Do it. We have I'm lost like, really so excited. much of the audience right now. It's Overwatch. Uh, you should play it. Grease Please. tangents. What do you mean? Overwatch you think, you think that people that watch, that watch science fiction don't play video games? I would say that the Venn diagram there is a pretty, I mean, pretty good I mean, we're getting good quite, overlap. quite specific with this one though. Mm. Let's go back to Garavik. This is also just a better episode. I feel like deserves more focus than Obsession God. I mean, Deadly, Deadly Years God. <laughs> yeah, so Garavik, he walks in and Kirk says, oh, you're you're the new red shirt, right? And it's like, he's fucking brand new. I don't know if it's just that he got transferred or just got fucking uh, promoted or what. And it's like, come with me. I'm gonna, believe, I'm gonna put you in charge of a team even though I've really just met you. Well, because oh, he's a Garavik, so... because he's the, he's the son of the commanding officer. Yeah, but Kirk is making so bad decision after bad decision. You're the new guy on the ship who just happens to be the son of the guy that was killed by the entity we just happened to run into. In my mind, if I'm Kirk, I'm like, 
holy shit, this monster's chasing after your family. Like, oh no! You know what? You just, show just up and suddenly we get attacked by this thing again? I kind of wish that had been the case because it would at least explain how he happened to run into this mm. thing again. Here's the thing. Here's the fucking thing about Cloud Monster. That's right, you were mad friend. about Cloud Monster. Um, it doesn't have to be... It doesn't have to be the same one. I said there the same be, thing we were watching 11 it. years apart. Why the fuck is it the same Halfway exact cloud, the cloud creature? It could have. It could be like grandson of Cloud Creature. Who the fuck? Bride is? of Cloud Creature. Yes, <laughs> that would be a great movie. Uh, like a, there's zero proof, and it's unprovable because you don't. You you never got the like the social security card of the original one. <laughs> no, no, but you've got Kirk's intuition. Intuition. <gasps> and his communicating via smell somehow. He can smell. Yeah, Another kind of stupid resolution. I legit at that moment, like, what, I had the same moment where I was just like, God, it does, how does it have to be the same cloud? There are tons of these things. Yeah, it's like fucking and it's Gothos like, and his parents. There could be shitloads of these clouds, mm-hmm. and they're you know light years and light years away. Like to to assume to make the big jump that oh the creature I, I met eleven years ago thousands of years away from us is the same that we're meeting today is the biggest jump you could make than saying oh there are two of them the bigger the bigger jump in that episode was all evidence points that is going to go spawn what where'd that come from i have no idea that is because they realized they had sent kirk on a mission of murder and they had to justify it and they Mm -hmm. hadn't actually done that yet Mm. they were like there's suddenly gonna be a shitload of them so it's okay Because, again, they realized they'd written themselves into a corner. They'd cast Kirk as Captain Ahab, and then whoever decided to do that finally finished Moby Dick and went, Guys, we got a problem. Oh, no. In Moby Dick, it's a sperm whale. Yep. This is true. And this is a... Sperm cloud. Sperm cloud. (laughs) 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 Nicely done. Oh, Jake. But yeah, if it's going to go spawn, that means there are tons of these fucking things in the universe. No, no, see, it's like the hoarder. It's the only time it spawns. spawns. They didn't actually say that, but I bet that would be their justification. Yeah, it would. I don't actually find the jump of, like, going home to Spawn to be that... Yeah, but how do they know that's what it's doing right this Spock has all the evidence. The only evidence that they've told well, us about is it's going home. He was... It kind of looked like he was mind-melding it at one point. So maybe he was like, ah, oh, it's no, pregnant. He was... He was like, <laughs> Spock has no concept of how, like, gas... Yeah, right? And, like, like, he's, like, covering it with his, like, open... Like, he's covering a vent... <laughs> With his open hand. I mean, don't get me wrong. As we saw in the shot, he's got some big hands. Yeah. But I mean, he is no quite. Trump. He is. He's got serious presidential hands. He's got serious. I did. I did say that. I was like, even before, I was like, oh god, this is the salt monster all over again. He had the wrong salt earlier. He'll have the wrong blood oh, now. And sure enough, did. wrong of blood. He did. I I I thought that that he was gonna mind meld with a thing because I thought that would have been yeah, great. Yeah, you said that. And I was like, oh, what's he gonna mind meld with? That's it? what I said. I said the same thing. This man no, can good. mind meld with everything. But I. So I'm just saying. I'm positing that he did, mm-hmm. and that. He was like, oh, it's pregnant. <laughs> just, oh. Like, just like with the whale. <laughs> with the whale, exactly. And of course, that's more whales. in the future, but still, still, still it's there's precedent. Also, uh, this retroactively. Also, he, did, he did it with the Horda, too. Though. Oh, that's yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that's my theory. He knew because he's, 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 he has a knack for picking up on pregnant lady monsters. <laughs> um, so the, the cloudy creature can fly at warp eight. Yep. Yep. That's a that's a thing we learned today. They can God control gravity, apparently. So I don't. Is it control or just kind of harness gravity? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it changes. It's, it's, it's only molecular... how it slingshots itself around, right? Mm. 
Because that I buy. It changes its molecular structure at will too, right? Apparently. Because that's when why they weren't like able it. to get a fix on it with their scanners, mm. their sens- was, their sensors. Was there was there a comment that it could like go th- like float through solid materials? Oops. Did I make that no, up? No, no, but he I said get... something about being able to change it. It was a time thing. It was like, he, it's, its ability to time shift would mean that even if you had shot at it, it would have not been yeah. hit or something. Oh, okay. Maybe now, that's what you're thinking of? Maybe. Um, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's here. He's so, here, everyone. Riddle me this, Star Trek. <laughs> Mr. Edward Nigma. I must <laughs> confess to being confused. <laughs> And here is what happened. So, the monster entered the ship through the broken ventilation uh, vent. Right? He went in through the impulse the impulse vent. vent, which was broken. Was a red light. How then did it get into the the environmental system? Yeah, you think they wouldn't be connected? They would have. It would have decompressed the ship. Everyone would have gotten suffocated. You can't connect an open vent that is exposed to space to the same vent that is in your cabin. That's not how that works. Yeah, I was really, really it's wondering. It's inconceivable. I don't think you know what that word means. Uh, <laughs> no, I was really, really wondering, like, why it's such a fucking great idea to put radioactive waste in the vents to get rid of the monster. When it's like, these are probably the vents everyone's fucking breathing in. Yeah, well, if you don't throw a bowl at your vent control everyone, in a fit of rage. Everyone, you, keep your people, vent flaps closed for the next couple of hours or you'll be radioactive wasted. Just And then just someone will walk up and, and scare you and then the radiation will go away. <laughs> They just got the whole lower decks are just full of like Spider Mans and, and <laughs> fucking Incredible Hulks and shit. Incredible Hulks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I, I don't. I don't have an answer for you, but I do have a thing I noticed in that scene where when Chekhov first mentions that that vent is still open before it becomes a problem. He's like, oh, Mr. Scott was working on the hoodie, what's it? And Scotty kind of gives a glance at him like, you little rusky piece of shit, yeah, rattle me out. I will fucking snap But like snap you knew it back. was going to come up later. It was definitely Chekhov's vent. You did, but it was... <laughs> true. But it was just really funny. If you look again, like, Dewan does look over his shoulder like, hey, oh. don't play me. Oh, you know what's great? Chapel pulled her own Corbomite maneuver in this episode. Yeah. 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 That was pretty great. I like how the Corbomite maneuver is just basically when you trick somebody into thinking that something is real, but it's not real. Yeah. Yes, it is. If you don't eat this soup, your head will explode. Wait, no. Yeah, but I didn't like... Uh, <laughs> I eat your fucking soup. I didn't like how Garavik called her Christine. That was awfully familiar. Her name is Nurse Chapel. Well, you don't know what their relationship is. I mean, she... she... I know what I'd like it to be. <laughs> <laughs> I ship that. Hold on, I have to take your temperature. Not that way. Oh, God. Oh, my. Um, I'm getting all hot and bothered over here just thinking about it. Dear God. So, yeah, Chapel visits him in, in his despair and then tricks him into thinking that... He has to eat his food. He has to eat his food or the... <laughs> that anyone would use an entire one of those discs just for one word. <laughs> well, I mean, we've seen what they use an entire one of those discs for before. Like, here's here's the human body, and it's like a stack of them. So, I mean, they just they don't hold much data. Yeah, they're like floppy disks, but hmm. smaller. Evidently, like, the word eat. Wooden, wooden block floppy disks. The you know what it is, is uh, McCoy insists on having his signature copied over in a really 
high. Um, there's no signatures anymore in the 23rd century. People don't write. Yeah, they put their thumbprint. Well, I guess thumbprint. Kirk, we actually did see Kirk sign in the deadly years. Yeah. Several times for the same fuel consumption report. Yeah. Why do I remember that it's a fuel consumption report? Why do you? I don't know. It's a weird thing for them to even have. No, it's not. I think that's pretty legit. But I would expect, like, Scotty to be signing off on it or something. Because you would think that Maybe if it's something... from Scotty. Okay, that's, that's a good point. Scotty wrote it up, said, here we go, I'll send it to the captain. Because a change in, like, the rate of fuel consumption could probably point to some kind of issue somewhere. So yeah. I, it doesn't really surprise me, and it does Well, if it is from Scotty, a fuel consumption report could just be how he uh, discreetly lets the captain know that they're running low on whiskey. Yep. Mm. Especially um, that Commodore was there, they had to be really discreet about their incredible uh, substance abuse problems. Alcoholism. Yeah, but that Commodore sucked, so... Um, Everyone's going through Cordrazine like fucking crazy. Oh, yeah, we... we Let's just use we, it on fucking Rizzo. Yeah, well, and, like, the thing, too, is, like, what a shitty doctor Doc can be sometimes. And Kurt's like, will it, will it hurt him? And he's like, ah, I can't get any worse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then, like, the next thing, that, oh, yeah, Rizzo died. <laughs> <laughs> Chapel <laughs> even seemed to know it was a bad idea because when Doc orders it, she kind of pauses there was, like she there was wants a... to go like, are you fucking stroking me? It was a very pregnant pause. But then she was just like, fuck it, I'm not paid enough to give a, a shit. A pregnant pause that Spock didn't even have to mind mouse with. Listen, <laughs> one, one drop can save a man's life. One giant leap a man insane. One drop can save a man's life. Let's see what 100 cc's does to a guy that barely has any blood left. Actually, I have a question. Because uh, what they kept saying was red corpuscles. Mm-hmm. Like, is that... I like, thought it was hemoglobin. They said something about hemoplasm later. They did. Yeah, that was, well, their, that was, their, was the bait. their bait for the crap. But what exactly is a corpuscle? Is it like all of the blood? Is it like a piece of the blood? I thought it was just those little inner tube looking things. I don't know. Blood the blood cells? Yeah. Yeah, those inner tubes. I'm not honestly asking. I don't know the I want to see a movie. You ever see that movie? Um, I think it was actually called Inner Space. Where like... Oh, with... um, What's his name? Gets shrunk and injected into yeah. uh, Martin Short. Well, exactly. I want to mm. see a, a, a remake of that where they actually go down the bloodstream in a blood cell like an inner tube. <laughs> Did they I'm, do sure, that, I'm sure um, they did it in Magic School. Did they I was actually it? just going to say that. I think that did happen in Magic School. They may bus. have done it in that, uh, what was that other movie? The like half-animated, half-live action Oh, one. I know. Uh, I think Shatner uh, was the villain Jones. in that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I never think Shatner was in that one. I never saw it either, but... Well, maybe we should turn forward it. If Shatner was in it. If Shatner Otherwise, was in it. we still could, but... Pantomime cigarettes? No, I thought I was going to sneeze. You were like... Oh, I don't have any cigarettes. That's actually how I eat pussy. Oh, okay. <laughs> it looks a lot like smoking cigarettes. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> <laughs> Why the fuck did we have to have the fucking scuffle of Garovic at the end? Why suddenly yeah, punching why and chopping? Because he, <laughs> he was gonna nobly sacrifice himself. Therefore, <laughs> chop. But was he first going to drag Kirk? To safety and then sacrifice himself, or did you just want to kill both of them? <laughs> like, uh, this is for dad! Oh. Yeah, I guess what, he'd have to, like, call up and have them beam Kirk up and not him. I don't fucking know. Oh, Kirk tripped and hit his face on my judo chop hand. <laughs> uh, I you... was judo chopping and Kirk got in the way. <laughs> Really, I was trying was, to judo chop the, the gas <laughs> cloud. It was really more like an interpretive dance <laughs> to express how disappointed I feel as a 
son without a father. I don't know. Ooh. Oh, God. Something about that. I like how they brought the bait down to the planet with them and then left it yeah. like, far Playing away. around. Like, yeah, not, not that far. They, well, they were busy playing with their hovering bowling ball. But why did they, why did they just <laughs> leave everything where they started? Like, Why what? did they have to drag okay. the bowling ball over to Here's the planet? That would be a great, a great bowling alley, though. Mm-hmm. Here's what I don't get. Why, if this explosion is big enough to rip away half the atmosphere, does the creature need to be right on top of the bomb for mm. it to work? Hmm. Like, you are condemning this planet to death for this, as I was saying earlier, by the way, which, Jesus Christ, guys, overkill much. But that's its house. Wait, but is there anybody in it? Does anybody live there aside from this gas thing? No, I mean, I don't know. I don't, so, think, I don't think anybody had been there since There were the planets. Period. But what does tearing half the atmosphere even mean? No, no, but it's gonna. What does it do to the surface of? That's the what I mean. Like, I, I mean, does I, it does Jake make, chop off like a chunk of it? Or I mean, what? a matter antimatter explosion yeah. is enormous. Yeah, but so. they specifically said half of the atmosphere. They didn't say it'll blow up the entire northern hemisphere of this planet. They specifically said that the atmosphere was going to be affected, and if nothing fucking lives there, it probably doesn't matter. Well, that's the thing, though. We don't know what kind of little microbial shit may have one day become some great space-faring thing. They, listen, really. Listen, fuck, fuck the prime directive. Prime directive, yeah. Kirk was mad at a cloud. <laughs> and intuition is apparently permitted to occasionally override common sense and stuff. I don't give a... And fucking sick children on planet whatever. Oh, yeah, how many people died there? Yeah, my, well, my favorite thing, too, is like, well... Kirk's like, yeah, we'll take it on my responsibility. Yeah, I know there's going to be some deaths. It's like, what? It's sort of, it's like uh, repealing the ACA without having uh, a suitable replacement in place. Taking health care from children. I say, I think somebody should have stepped in on this one. I think, uh, I mean, both Spock and McCoy both acknowledge that... Kirk was unfit. Yeah, that his judgment was impaired. Well, the whole bridge song loses shit in that one bit. Why is everyone conspiring against me? I shouldn't have said conspiring. (laughs) I should have said plotting. (laughs) (laughs) Should have said mutiny. Uh, Jesus. Like, and again, like, no no excuse this time, Kirk. You're, you're not in some sort of deep radiation sickness. You're just an asshole this yeah. week. Yeah, I don't know. He did go senile like fucking that in, in deadly years. So, uh, assumably, that means his senility would kick in pretty quickly, pretty soon. Mm. This is the power of his obsession. You know, that's a weird thing about this. That this The ending of this episode, too, is that there's a weird break in the tension when... Or like they build up this tension with Which the tension with the this? beam out, yeah. With like, yeah. oh, uh, oh, I had to cross wires, circuit B, do circuit A, and like they do this whole thing, and then they both make it up just fine. Like Gar- 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 Farms, yeah, yeah. Gar- Gabrielli should have just friggin' gotten <laughs> Cumberland Farms over stay, there. Stay. <laughs> we know what's funny though is well, I'll give uh, Garovic's actor. Uh, a little nod there. When he got off, he kind of stopped and like looked at his hands and kind of flexed mm-hmm. him. Like I'm, I'm, I'm all here, right? <laughs> <laughs> that that felt like I was being torn apart a little bit. But oh, okay. Is everything here? Oh God! Check checking the pants. Yeah. Checking the pants. And all and all no. is forgiven for the karate fight. <laughs> yeah. Kirk's just like, ah, oh, come see me later. We'll I talk needed, about your old man. I needed some karateing that day, and I really like object to the the term tall stories because one it's, it's tall, tall tales, tales and two i'm gonna tell you some tall stories so what like you're gonna lie to the kid about <laughs> his dad did i ever yeah. tell you about your dad's big blue ox <laughs> <laughs> Look, Cap- captain garabic was just very tall that's all that's true the tall stories well i mean look at how tall his son Tolstoy? was i mean tall Tolstoy. Yeah. Come, to, come see me later we'll, we'll talk, talk about, about tall stories <laughs> <laughs> we'll check 
come over. You, you Westerners, you do not understand. Tolstoy is one of our funniest writers. Mm-hmm. All comedies, each and every <laughs> War and peace and, <laughs> to- Tolstoy, and humor. <laughs> Tolstoy and Yakov Smirnov, <laughs> the greatest <laughs> Russian comedians okay, it's ever war known. And, war and peace of pizza. Mm. <laughs> oh, God. So, let me see here. I had a few little random things. <coughs> Sorry. I felt like this episode was sort of trying to be a greatest hits event in some ways, where it was like, we're stopping off for some sort of rare mineral on a planet, but oh, also we need to get vaccines to somebody. Oh, also, we're running out of air. It's like, all they needed was their dilithium crystals to give out. It would have been just like... This is like Star Trek bingo. Yeah. Yeah, although ultimately the running out of air thing never really factored in after they said it the first time. And, and, you know, we didn't miss, there was no old flame on board. No. Well, except for... The 200 women on board that Kirk has slept with, who we never meet because they're not on I the mean, bridge. It's <laughs> not an old flame, but it's an old enemy. It's an That's old, true. old smoke monster. Mm, yeah. An old smoke. Rekindling something. Yeah. Uh, I mean, also, you know, a repeat of No One Locks Their Doors on the Fucking Enterprise, where uh, Doc just walks in while Kirk's doing his little The Questions Answer Itself log entry. Do I have the right? No, you don't. <laughs> Am I allowing my judgment to be clouded? Yes. <laughs> there we go. If you have to ask yourself these questions, you know what uh, the answers are. His judgment was being clouded. Hey. Hey. Oh. One thing I, one thing I yeah, appreciate. Sorry, I'll see scene, myself though, out. A little bit of sound design, which they normally don't do. When the door opened to let Doc in, like hallway noise filtered into the room, oh. and that got cut off when the door shut. And you saw and, a bunch of crew walk by. Yeah. Including a little blonde who probably would have been right to Kirk's taste. Yeah, mm. yeah. Three years, eight months, and an odd number of days. I feel like it's always an odd number of days. Never like, an even number. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I also thought it was kind of dick where, like, Spock goes to Kirk and is like, you know, oh, Phaser wouldn't have, what, you know, you don't have to feel bad anymore. And Spock, and Kirk's just like, fuck off, Spock. And Spock. Shut up, Wesley. Okay. I tried to be nice. And then Spock goes and tries to sort of do the same thing with Garavik, but gets cut off by the smoke monster showing up. Yeah, but and then all- Kirk steals Spock's thunder. Yeah. He's like, you don't, I wish Spock had been in the earshot and been like, hey. Uh, his hearing is super good, so he probably was with an earshot. Have you seen those ears? But the thing is, though, is Spock, like, I think because he got a negative reaction from Kirk, was taking a different tact with He was, Garavik. yes. It felt like... He was trying to build up to it differently. Like, it felt like... I Like, actually, I thought that scene was actually kind of a bummer. Because I felt like Spock was really trying to... Maybe not trying to, because why would he try to? But I felt like he was sort of accessing his human side a little bit talking about feelings and shit and Kirk's like fuck you and he's like alright I guess I'll just go back to the fact that you know evolutionarily you guys are fucking garbage I'll just go tell <laughs> Garavik that that's what the problem was yeah trying to be nice for Christ's sake see Gar- Garavik also disobeyed orders like he was confined to quarters he shows up on the fucking bridge at the end of the episode Kirk's like ah oh, you-, you were up on the bridge at the end and I, I was like expecting you to say like fucking go back to your fucking room and stay there this time or you know you're reprimanded or you're fired or something but nope I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking commend you for it well it's I mean, what I would have done cause I'm Kirk yeah I was gonna say cause it, it's 
it feels like a very Kirk thing to do. Ah, you don't like obeying orders, huh? I like you. Well, I mean, I felt like Kirk was very much out of character throughout this episode. Yeah. Like, even when he did the... It's because the acting was pretty good. That's what threw you off. Mm. <clears throat> when he did the, you know, you're, you're confined to quarters, I'm like, whoa, that's a little over the top. I mean, I know I know well, some guys pissed. got killed, but like, dude, shit but happens. Because he was seeing his own failure in Garavik. Mm. When those two men died, it was like he had killed them himself over again. And well, honestly, he kind of did because... Well, yes. Well, yeah, he did leave Garavik in charge. And honestly, Garabic did not hesitate, like, practically at all. Yeah. Like, see the thing. Form plan. Shoot thing. Unlike that was how Rizzo, fast it was. who did just completely freeze. Yeah, like, he Rizzo was a fuck up. Well, well yeah, but, he's confined to dead now. But, so. yeah. but I'm pretty sure Rizzo, I feel like Rizzo and his group were the first to go, and after that, Kirk was like, make sure you shoot the shit out of it as soon as you can, after those ones got got. No, it was the, the first, that was the first group where he was like, you know, because he smelled the high. I have not smelled some of this. Oh, and then he okay, was like, okay. Yeah, so right. I mean, they were already supposed to be on high alert. All right, Rizzo yeah. just, again, like... With, but with, with Garavik, it was personal. That thing killed his father. But with how? Maybe, or one of a thousand like it killed his father. The thing is, it was a little unclear if Garavik was aware exactly how his father died, because it never came up. I don't know, he seemed ready to go ham on that cloud. Well, that seemed to be as much related, though, to his feeling of having failed the first time as anything else. Like, it was unclear. He was also friends with Rizzo, it was established. Yeah, true. Very true. close friends, yeah. yeah. And I'm sure I'm sure it's public knowledge that the cloud destroyed, you know, or not destroyed the Farrag, but killed a bunch of people. Well, yeah. and it also isn't like, there's no conspiracy there either. It's like, mm. probably like his mom would have been like, oh, your father was a great hero and he died trying to save his crew. Killed by a cloud. What a man. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's an interesting uh, parallel here between Kirk and Picard with the whole uh, tragedy from the past coming up because Picard had the Stargazer. Mm. I'm certain Picard handles it better. Uh, <laughs> sort of. Okay, I'll I mean, take that. He was captain of the Stargazer for like 20 years. It got attacked by Ferengi. Uh, fucking Ferengi. He, he the invented Ferengi. the Picard maneuver Ooh. to defeat the Ferengi. So he tugs down his shirt, right? Mm-hmm. No, no, no. <laughs> the, the, the ship is full of Picard, and it could blow at any moment. That's right. <laughs> no, guys, it's when he slaps you in the face with his dick. And, no, sorry. I, <laughs> anyway. <coughs> What's even happening? Uh, Apparently there are lots of different Picard maneuvers. <laughs> but the ship is lost, and he, feel, and he ends up taking like ten years off from Starfleet. Ooh. Really? I didn't know that. Part. To go be a private eye. I don't know. I don't know what he does in those 10 years. <laughs> I mean, he might have. That's our spin I don't, know if, it, right I don't know if it's actually ever established in canon um, <laughs> what he does for those 10 years. So maybe he had another ship, but like. When they do the uh, Kelvin timeline version of Next Gen, he'll have taken those 10 years to just ride a motorcycle. Holy shit, do you think are they will? Gonna, yeah, are they going to do a Kelvin timeline? I don't know. Probably not, no. That would be dumb. No, I, I can't Nobody imagine wants they that. care. I mean, I there's this Maybe part of me 40 years. that thinks it would be mm. funny if they did, just because so many people would get so mad. Mm. But yes, t- t- just ten years of, of alt-universe Captain Picard riding motorcycles across the galaxy. Could they get James McAvoy? Sure. James McAvoy plays, right? Okay. Yeah. Am, yeah, I, no, I, am I, I making yeah. the right reference? Okay, great. What is the reference? He's young James Professor Mac- X. Yeah. Oh, in, oh in the okay. Films. Okay, that's... that's is he bald? I mean, the brazen. Yeah, he wasn't. Actually, there. they should get Tom Hardy, if anything. Oh, God. Look at that <laughs> fake nose on him again. His pillow lips. <laughs> Those are nice lips. He has nice lips. Uh, mm. What a way to start a career for Tom Hardy. Well, why? Because he was in Nemesis. 
That was his first thing? That was like his first... That was like his breakout role, I think. Yeah, that's probably one of his He was in that, and then I didn't hear about him for like ten years, and then he was Bane. Yeah, he had... Wasn't Sylvester Stallone's first film... Death Race? Wasn't that like his first non-porn I think Yeah, I was so. going to say, what were, his, what were his first roles in porn? Yeah. Kirstie Alley's first role was... Uh, and before that, she was on an episode... Introducing Kirstie Alley. Before Ooh. that, she was on an episode of The Match Game. That's right. And after that, she was on Cheers. Yeah. And then, then she was a representative for... Uh, Jimmy she was She did Veronica's Closet for I think for a while. Not uh, Veronica's. Yeah, no, Veronica's Closet. Yeah, yeah, that was a, that was a Veronica's Closet. Was that like Victoria's Secret? It was. It was a, it was a, a television show. Okay, about, great. That kind of thing. About a, a lingerie store or mm. something. Yeah, she like ran a company. Sounds sexy. Mm. That's pretty sexy. Yeah, and then check that out. I don't think she does anything anymore. I have no idea. Is she still doing Jenny Craig? Does Jenny Craig still exist? Probably was it Jenny Craig? It was. It was like Jenny Craig or, or like Nutrisys. I'm pretty sure it was Jenny Craig. I think it was Jenny Craig. This is a really weird tangent. Didn't because uh, Marie Marie Osmond there? She was like a Nutrisystem spokesperson for a while, and then uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt. No, Aniston. No, fuck. Jason she, Lee. She's a singer. Jennifer um, Lopez. No. Simpson. Okay, no, so she was a uh, she was definitely on. This is like like the most horrible game of like charades right now, except with words. It's which like hat would make it, it a really it's bad. It's basically game hat games. No, no, no. I, oh my I god, was, hat game! I was I was worse because I got. Of tongue. course, you know hat game. <laughs> she knows the hat game. I forgot about the hat I game. I sound like Seinfeld right now <laughs> you do, you do no, a hat game no I'm so bad at hat game I got Tom Hanks once and the only movie with Tom Hanks that I could think of was The Money Pit <laughs> <laughs> wow. like, that's it that's all I've got the good only, luck guys the only worse example you could have had was that shitty made for TV Dungeons and Dragons movie he did I didn't know I don't even know of this oh yeah well, one of his first roles Holy was cow. in a movie about the evils of D&D it was made when parents were legitimately thinking D&D was turning the children to Satanists oh yeah it's Satanic so he rituals. winds up playing D&D and then like winds up falling afoul of Satanists or something mm. it was one of his earliest things so there's so many this... Tom Hanks movies yeah though. I know there yeah. are Who's this Jennifer you're trying I'm to I'm trying of. to figure that out. Is it Jennifer Hudson? That is a problem. Oh, she was a spokesman for somebody for a Weight while. Watchers, right? Meow. Yes, that's what I'm thinking of. Jennifer Hudson. Jennifer Hudson. Anyway, that's all. Saving it's unimportant. Private Ryan, Paula 13. Forrest Gump. I think Forrest Gump. Like, that's it. And then, Turner and, and then in the last, in the second to last round, when you have two words, Forrest Gump, so easy. Perfect. Bam. Solly. Money pick. That's a recent example. <laughs> that's true. God, now I want to play the hat game. Anyway... Uh, did we have any other thoughts on these episodes? I think, we, I think we ran out of thoughts in this Garelic episode about 15 or... minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> the cloud monsters or anything like that. Or... There will be more cloud monsters, I'm sure. So many. I mean, they, they do say in the Futurama episode exactly how many there are. I just uh, don't remember how many there are. we got to watch the Futurama Mel- episode soon. Uh, we will. We will. Because, I mean, like I said, we're, we're nearing, I mean, we're about the halfway point of the series now, so. Yeah, because this was episodes 12 and 13. Yeah. Yeah. So. Season 2. This has been, then, episode 22 of A Star to Steer Her By. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, you know, as always, do please find our Facebook page, A Star to Steer Her By. We're on SoundCloud and iTunes. Our Twitter is at SSHB Podcast. We do occasional writing on Tumblr under SSHB Podcast. Potentially keep an eye out for Caitlin's article on who mains what in Overwatch. <laughs> I actually really do want to read, I do want to write that. Do now. write sure. that. I would love you to write that. Oh, Castaway. 
There we go. Uh, yeah. And uh, yeah, brace yourselves because next week we've got Wolf in the Fold Woo. and perhaps more importantly, The Trouble with Tribbles. But not, that's, that, not that's, in that order though, is it? The it terminal, is in that order. The oh, Green okay. Mile, right. you've got Mail, Catch Me If You Can, That Thing You Do, Sleepless in Seattle, The Polar Express, Cloud Atlas, The Da Vinci Code. Oh, The League of Their Own. A League of Their Own. Road to Perdition, Angels and Demons. Never heard of that one. Poor no. Ames. The Burbs. The Burbs. <laughs> Great movie. I forgot all about the Burbs. Big. Uh, it was in big. I, I said bigger. Oh, Charlie sorry. Wilson's War. That's an all right movie. Uh, Say the, terminal, you, the terminal. The terminal. I said the terminal. I'm sorry. Jesus. Yeah, can you bring us out? I Toy Story. Play us out. Toy Story. <laughs> story. You fucking Woody. Toy Story listen, 2 and listen. 3. That could easily have... You've got a friend in me. That could have been bum, Tim bum, Allen then. Bum, bum. You've got a friend in me. Bum, bum. Friend in me, a friend in me. You've got a friend in me. And of course, there's the alternate timeline where he was, in fact, in Star Trek: First Contact. Yeah, that would have been great. They wanted him to be Zephyr Cochran. Anyway, uh, thank you Zephram very Cochran. much. <laughs> Keep trying. Thank you very much for joining us. This has been Chris. This has been Ames. This has been Caitlin. Yeah, this sometimes is Jake. Get us out, Chris. Thank you for listening. Be sure to tip your yeoman. That was me falling off a cliff. <laughs>